This is Chris Nessie, founder of the Education Podcast Network. ISTE 2019 is right around the corner, and we're hosting an Education Podcast Network meetup. Come out on Sunday, June 23rd at 6 p.m. at Pat's King of Steaks and meet all your favorite Education Podcast Network podcasters and connect with other listeners. We're going to have an old-fashioned cheesesteak challenge. We're going to eat at Pat's. We're going to eat at Geno's. We're going to have a good time, talk podcasting, and we'd love to see you there. Come out on June 23rd at 6 p.m. if you're going to be in Philly for ISTE 2019. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, back to the podcast. Welcome to the Instant Relevance Podcast. The Instant Relevance Podcast is an educational podcast featuring the latest news and resources to make learning relevant for all students. Follow us on Twitter at InstantRel. Welcome to this week's episode of the Instant Relevance Podcast. We are really excited being uh, math educators and working in the math community to have Callie Wright, who is the Senior Content and Brand Specialist at the Mind Research Institute with us today. The Mind Research Institute is uh, the creators of a math game that Raymond and I both use at our school districts called ST Math. Uh, it's got a penguin in it called Gigi, who we all both have been in a costume and we both love and our kids just love to engage with. So it's exciting to have a conversation with Callie here today. And uh, Callie, thanks for joining us and for being a part of the podcast. And I'd love to turn it over to you right now and kind of hear a little bit more from you about what is you know exciting you about education uh, and in your role and what you're seeing in schools and in your, your life right now. Thank you so much, Dennis and Raven, for having me on the podcast today. Uh, yes, as I, you said, I work at Mind Research Institute. We're a neuroscience and education nonprofit. So our mission is to ensure that all students are mathematically equipped to solve the world's most challenging problem. And to do that, we develop solutions for both inside and outside the classroom. As you mentioned, ST Math, which is our flagship program, uh, also called GG Math by some of the kids. It's used mm -hmm. by over 1.2 million students across the country. And I'm, it's really building that student math culture and engagement, super exciting to see as well as we have some new uh, other programs out as well, which I'll be talking about. Math Minds Games, South of Sahara is our new storybook board game, which I was super excited to work as a, the editor for the storybooks. Uh, I guess right now what's really exciting me about education is what's possible with education. So right now, teachers aren't limited to learning only from the other educators in their building and maybe going to a conference once a year. But because of technology, they can learn from other educators around the world. They can get ac access to research and what's working in other schools and classrooms and take that back to their own schools. So technology makes it possible for us to really scale and share these great instructional tools. and and support educators so they can create more of those really impactful learning experiences for their students. We can just get better and better working together. So I love uh, part of what I do at MIND is empowering educators to use social media and implement our instructional tools such as ST Math in their classroom, connect with each other. And uh, also, as I said, the Math Minds games. 
South of Sahara storybook board games, which are should be available uh, now by the time this podcast comes up on our website. That's really exciting. I know that you know my daughter loves storybooks and I she loves games, so uh, that's going to be right up her alley. Um, so I'm excited to see you know knowing the track record of ST Math, uh, what you guys have come out with. Um, I wonder if you could maybe talk uh, a little bit because you guys are a neuroscience uh, company and uh, you build games. So what have you guys found is in the power of games and in the power of play that maybe is missing from other types of instruction? Yes, well, games are very relevant. They optimize for engagement. So how do I make this just challenging enough that players will try over and over again to get it? How do I provide feedback so they can get better at this skill each time that they try it? How do I scaffold this skill so students can use it or players can use it in new and novel situations? All of these questions are, are the same, whether it's good entertainment game or a good educational game. So we've kind of taken those principles in our organization, we call it the perception action cycle, where you see something on the screen, you take an action and try something, and then something happens. It gives you immediate feedback that shows you whether your action worked or not and why. So then you get to try again. And games are really great for that because that system of failure is already known to students and it's okay to fail. So it's okay to try again and again. So education can take a lot of lessons from that sort of game-based environment and in a way that makes it fun to engage with the mathematical concepts and play with them. I think you bring up a really important point, which is that our kids are perfectly fine with failing in a game. They'll try and try again in a game that they love. I have four kids of my own and they're uh, 14, 12, 13, 7, and 5 and they try and fail over and over and over again at home and it never hurts their egos and it never hurts their feelings and they just try again. They'll pick it up and go for it again but if they get a failing grade on a test all of a sudden it's what's wrong? Something's wrong. I feel bad about myself and it's an incredible opportunity to engage kids in a, in a a, f a failure safe, not a fail safe, but a failure safe environment where where they can feel comfortable just messing up and making a choice first. One of the biggest issues I have as a teacher is when I, I set out a problem or a question and half the room raises their hands and says, I don't know how to start. And then you go around, you're like, well, what are you looking at? You try to give them so many times you would try to give these indicators like, well, what should you look for? What's the important stuff? And the games that you're putting in front of these kids and the Mind Research Institute is putting in front of these kids uh, are creating a situation where they have to just make a choice and have to make a decision and then react to what happened based on their their decision, whether it was informed or not. And that failure filled environment that uh, is the place where they can really learn and learn well. And that's one of the things I, I appreciate the most about the games that we're seeing there. And that you're developing more is that uh, it's, I like that, it's, what did you say it was called the perception action cycle, um, where you just see something in it, well, I, I, I better do something about it. That's a powerful model to, to share with teachers in their classrooms, because uh, we've talked about this on past podcasts, when we talk about things where kids 
you know, they like Fortnite or they like Minecraft or they like something else. And it's not just that, like, in Fortnite, they like killing things because we know that they don't. They've told us all of the features of the game that they like. And then we've thought, how can we bring those features into our classroom? How can we bring collaboration and creativity into our classroom? How can we bring these great ideas in? And now we're seeing kids who are ready and willing to engage deeply with games uh, that just require them to make a choice, react, and then make a new choice. That's a big thing to bring to our teachers and say, how can you bring this into your classroom, I think? Yes, and the perception action cycle, you're spot on about that. We have a blog about that and lots of resources on our website, mindresearch.org, where we're just sharing helpful information, making education research more accessible to educators to utilize and implement into their educational into their classroom, into their educational practices. Um, a lot of great stuff there. I hope I hope you've explored it. Mm -hmm. No, I've been there, and uh, that's what one of the great things is. You're putting out um, like the, like the blog post where you just get a chance to share an experience and share some more description, not just uh, share. You know, oh, we have this product that we're willing to to sell you. It's here's what's going on, and here's why it works, and here's what we're what we're seeing in classrooms. Um, and I think that's kind of important. So uh, some of our listeners might not know much about ST Math. And I mentioned earlier that for some strange reason, Raymond and I had both been in a penguin suit. So um, <laughs> can you give us a few minutes uh, about what that flagship program really is and maybe what ST means and why, are, why there's over a million students really enjoying it in this country? Yes. So the ST in ST Math stands for Spatial Temporal Reasoning. And that's really based in the, the neuroscience um, behind the program. The spatial temporal reasoning is how you reason through the, how things move through space and time. And it's really all about building creative problem solving skills. So looking at math, not as uh, an algorithm that you have to memorize, but as concepts that you get to experience and interact with and really build a full schema in your brain about how all these different math concepts are connected. So when you memorize things, they can be totally uh, separate. But when you really deeply understand something, you understand the connection between those things. And so we want to bring we bring that to through ST Math through the puzzles. So students are presented with a screen where they have to help Gigi the penguin get across the screen. Very very simple objective, but there's all sorts of different um, ways that you you have to do that. And the puzzle the game shows you what happens when you choose a certain action, so that they can see why it worked or why it didn't work. And the game also scaffolds from completely visual to that symbolic mathematical language that we recognize. Um, sorry, I'm gonna say something, this will be edited out. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting, the first time that I ever saw ST Math at a conference, uh, it drew me in immediately. Um, I was really taken by not just how simple the screen was uh, and um, how just kind of clear and uh, how 
there was a lack of distractions and it was just you, the screen, the puzzle, and a penguin. And you have to figure out what to do. There's no instructions. There's no words. And uh, the power in that, I'll have to tell you, I actually just sat down with some teachers today in a PLC meeting and I was following up with them and asking them, you know, how is ST Math going? And I had a, a third grade special educator say, you know, unlike any other product that we've used in the math classroom, these students are wholly independent with this. There's no language barrier. It's all just the math concept. And it's presented in a visual way that makes that learning accessible to students who normally don't have math accessible to them because of other maybe you know, learning disabilities. Uh, usually language is just a huge barrier for students to, to be able to even access math at all in the classroom. And just time and time and again in my district, I've seen you know, teachers and students uh, just really enthralled with uh, you know, the way that ST Math is uh, um, presenting the information. And I love what you're talking about with ST, the spatial temporal, uh, talking about you know how objects move through through space. And uh, when I think about it, I think about chess because I I coach chess and I, I think about you know thinking about the next move and, and planning your next moves. And um, you know there's a lot of studies about how great chess is uh, teaching it to kids at a young age and how it builds you know great strategies in mind, but. It's almost like uh, you know chess can be kind of inaccessible to a lot of kids just because you know it's it's not something that's taught everywhere or you might need a parent that knows how to play or you know introduced it to you at uh, at a young age. Um, but what I love about ST Math is it really you know brings those same chess concepts that everybody's always said is great about chess um, and and brought it into the classroom in a way that's you know easily taken on by both teachers and students. Uh, when I introduced this to uh, my teachers across the board, uh, you know, they were um, enthralled by it and uh, the implementation process uh, was uh, way easier than any other uh, product I'd used in math. Like even the uh, teacher implementation side, it's obvious that you guys have done a lot of work uh, uh, to make it intuitive and easier for, for people to use. So uh, I know I've said a lot of things. I actually do have uh, a question is, how do you take that, uh, you know, all this great stuff we're talking about with, you know, using play in the classroom and, you know, using puzzles uh, uh, like ST Math to really build those uh, connections uh, to, um, you know, allow students to really understand the con conceptual portions of it. Um, how do you take that next step into that procedural space because really uh especially with math you know you still have to be able to pen and paper sometimes sit down and do that math uh out how do you convince uh, especially uh teachers and, and other educators that you know approaching math in this different way um is also going to benefit the traditional math education kind of structures uh that you would see in a traditional classroom Yes, I think part of it is that the there was a you know the recent shift in how students are being access, uh, assessed on math. So the math questions, rather than just being the typical multiple choice, they may still be multiple choice, but 
there's a an expectation that students are going to have to know which formula they need to use and why not just memorize the formula you see the keywords and you put it in right so what ST math really does is help build those connections so that students understand why they're using this algorithm for this type of con for this type of concept and it's not to say that there isn't any language at all, that language is not part of ST math, just that language isn't a barrier into math and that late language can come later when when you get, we wanna get students right into the rich content, into thinking in math at a high level, at a challenging level, and then bring in that language part later and bring in those same questions that students are going to see in on assessments uh, later in the process once they have that sort of a play and foundation with those math concepts. <coughs> Sorry, hey Ray, I did that out. Yeah. <coughs> I suppose I could have turned the mic off for that. All right, here we go. So it's great to know that the kids are entering this at, at what we call a low floor. They have the opportunity to just try and then to, to work it out. And then as they go through the program and process, they learn a little bit more about how to transfer this into um, sharing this with their actual mathematical learning and applying it. And uh, the question I have for you is, uh, as the kids get older, yeah, the content also grows with them. They get, and I know uh, the game goes up into, you know, algebra content as well. And uh, I've seen some kids, uh, and actually some some of those groups, maybe about fifth, sixth grade and up, uh, kind of just turn away from the program a little bit more. They balk at it because of its, uh, let's call it youthful joy at this point with the penguin and this and the, the that component of it. Um, so what do you say or what strategies do you have for teachers who really do believe in the program and believe that it's actually going to continue to help their kids as if, even through middle school and high school, um, but they see the kids turning away from it because of, uh, of potentially interest or social interest differences. Yes, that is a feedback that we have received from a lot of middle school and high school teachers is that, you know, GG is, it's great for the younger students. And then especially if they've had ST math for many years before, not so great middle school and high school level. And as part of our mission at Mind Research Institute, we want to ensure all students are mathematically equipped. So reaching those teenage learners, we call them, is, is going to be a part of our future mission and is really something we do have to address. So there, I would just say that Math Minds game South of South of Sahara isn't isn't the only thing that we're we're working on improving. One of our core values at Mind is continuous Im improvement, continuous learning, and that means you know constantly getting feedback and improving. Just like through through the perception action cycle, continue. It's a cycle of of improving uh, what we have going on, and excited to share that. And just to go back to what Raymond said about about chess and how um, it just stuck with me how you said lot not a lot of students have access to chess maybe maybe they're intimidated because it is you know an abstract strategy board game maybe they don't have someone to teach them the rules and yeah a lot of what we do at mind research institute is about bringing those barriers down breaking those barriers 
So what we're doing with our newest board games, our storybook board games, is there aren't any rules. You actually learn the game by reading the story together as a family. And it, even though it is an abstract strategy game, uh, the original version coming from different places in Africa, the, the storybook gives you a real world model for understanding how to play the game. So the game pieces become characters that the students get to move and play with. And the, and the pieces move in a way that makes sense with the story and the action that goes and the plot that goes on in the story. It's really exciting to work on. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, and uh, I like what you keep bringing up with access. Um, as soon as I kind of pouted uh, your product in just one of my classrooms, um, you know, a diverse classroom like any other with students that succeed and students that struggle um, in mathematics, um, as soon as I did it in one classroom and I saw those students who traditionally struggle just latching onto it and being successful on their own, um, you know, I just, I felt it was an equity issue not to give that experience to all the students in my district, to be honest. Um, and uh, uh, it's really exciting to hear that you guys are continuing to kind of push the boundaries of what play can look like in education. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see, you know, things just as a parent, you know, things outside of school, like this storybook game sounds like something really cool for the home. Um, but also, I think that um, I really like how you guys are really pushing into the school because uh, I think that uh, from the teachers' perspectives that have used uh, ST Math in my district, it's really opened their minds to what education can be. I think that we get into our uh, a little bit of a rut sometimes, thinking, um, you know, we have our own math curriculum and that sort of thing that. Is pretty pretty traditional and uh, it's really opened a lot of minds and uh, I really um, I really like the direction that's taking our math uh, program in general so um, I want to say congrats to you guys for doing a great job and uh, I wanted to ask if uh, there was anything else you wanted to share or uh, how can we get a hold of you um, online that's so great to hear Raymond about how your teachers are enjoying ST math uh, I will say specifically for our ST Math users who are already uh, using the program in their schools. We do have a new Facebook group called ST Math Community where you can join and talk to other educators. And we're also on Twitter a lot. Twitter is just, I love it for being able to see what's going on in other classrooms, in the classrooms using ST Math and, and a bunch of other ones. I'm on Twitter as at Callie Wrights. And ST Math is on Twitter at ST Math. Um, that's a really a great way to reach us on there. And as well, our blog, mindresearch.org slash blog, is a great place to go for all kinds of resources, not just about ST Math, but about what's happening in education in general, bringing you know, research uh, into talking about research in a way that can be applicable for educators, uh, other events that we do and other things that we have coming out as mind, including, I didn't even talk about the Game-a-thon. <laughs> I help support our K-12 Game-a-thon challenge, which is a national program where students are challenged to create their, 
and design their own map game and share it with students across the country. Uh, that is also at mindresearch.org slash gameathon. So yeah, a lot going on. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. I mean, all of the things that are going on, how we can get in touch with you. I know we've been in touch personally on Twitter and, and the new Facebook group. And uh, it's a great program and the teachers are and students are interested in it. And so I think uh, it's definitely worth continuing to share with teachers and to have them connect with you online in uh, your multiple formats. So again, thank you for giving the Instant Relevance podcast a little of your time and sharing a little bit more about what's going on at the Mind Research Institute because we're excited about it. We wanted our listeners to be excited about it. And we hope to see uh, continuing uh, growth in the future with you know products and information and, and just the way you share those, those stories with us about what happens with students in schools around. So uh, that just keeps it going and it keeps your job as uh, content and brand ambassador, <laughs> or I can't even remember, specialist, I can't remember what I just said, uh, going. And I think that's a fantastic way for us to continue to connect and grow and learn together. So thanks for your time. And uh, we look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much.